welcome to Solve This Murder. I am your detective, Danny. And I am your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Bill. This is part three of The Virtual Victim. In part two, we learned a bit more about Dave's work history, how he started out and then left Gunpoint Games before founding Fracture. Danny also found out more about his working relationship with Luke Holloman, his maybe rivalry with Emily Shade, his not-so-friendly relationship with Josh Yang, and his maybe more-than-friendly relationship with Nicole. And we looked into the chat from that fateful stream and learned about a persistent anti-Dave troll, as well as just an unusually odd commenter named Righteous Lemon. We're on our way now mm. to go and see this Luke Holloman figure. Uh, am I going to find him at home or is he at some sort of headquarters for Fracture? I don't even know if they have a central premises. I think it makes sense depending on the time of day. Let's say it's business hours. Okay. So you can get the address for Fracture. They do have a central premises. Mm -hmm. uh, they have office space in the city. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's right, baby. Big man. All right, so I'm going to go in there. I assume I have to go through like eight assistants and um, what do you call it? Staff, people, staff, staff you know, people? words. Mm. Be people who. Yeah, you mean guards at the gate you. holding large yes. staffs going, you cannot come in. One of us always tells the truth and one of us only tells lies. Those kind of people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, look, you get to the, to the business and it has that classic look as you enter the door of a modern software-based business. It's all big, bright, open plan. There's two people playing ping pong in the corner. Uh, There's yes. some bean bags, but everybody looks overworked at the same time. <laughs> okay, it's one serious. of those kind of places. What is that word that I'm looking for? Like, not an assistant, not a secretary, just an, like an office... Administrator? Maybe an... No, that... Oh, God. HR rep? What is this job? I'm, am I making up a job? You think, you think you're making up a job. Greeters? Uh... <laughs> Concierge. Concierge. <laughs> and a, a, a maitre d'. A foyer master. But you get there. But the company, while it looks all decked out and lovely and very modern software company, it doesn't seem huge as a company. Mm, okay. uh, so it is not too hard to find Luke Holloman, his office. He, he, he has one assistant who's a shared assistant between him and Dave. Great. Uh, it's well, not like you're going not to... Not anymore. It's not like you're going to the EA offices. Don't be mean. She was a shared assistant <laughs> between Luke and Dave. Now she's got half the workload, but she has to plan a funeral. Um, so, yeah, not a gigantic company. Mm. It's still a smaller software company. Good, good. All right, so I'm going to go into this office. Uh, what sort of impression do I get of this Luke fellow? So you meet Luke, and the biggest impression you get early on is he doesn't strike you much visually in terms of having a lot of charisma. I see. He's he's there. He's in a suit that fits generally well. He's got big round glasses, thinning short hair. Uh, not too old, you know, probably in his uh, late 30s. Uh, Can I just say, this is already the second character whose first note that I have written beside their name is low charisma. Who else has low charisma? They've got it written for Josh as well. Josh, you're so mean to these people. Luke... He knew, he knew you were coming. You've called ahead. And he's, I love how organized Unless I am. you wanted to surprise no, no, no. him. You've called ahead. Uh, and he says, oh, it's good, it's good to see you. Really? Yes. That's what you're going with. I'm going with it's this to his good voice. to see you. I'm sorry. I, I don't know the appropriate responses in times like these. It's terrible to see you. 
I'm, my name is Luke Holderman. I'm, I'm, I, we haven't met. Yeah, yeah, good. I'm, I'm not very good at the, the detective? Um, small talk part of this. Oh, yep, right. detective. Want to talk about things. Need to learn about business. Mm. Scanning office. Anything weird? No, looks normal. You're asking me, not Luke, I'm assuming. Sure, uh, why not? You scan the office. Look, everything looks normal. It, it, there's no, like, hidden picture of Dave with darts through the eyes <laughs> or, a, or a plan to take over the company. Every, does everything look organized or does he look the, the way that his office space is kept does he look that's a fair stressed? question he looks not super stressed mm. to be honest everything in the office is quite clearly laid out very organized very put together and set aside it doesn't he's not working in a dis- disheveled conditions he seems like he's quite an organized on top of things sort of a guy right now you have to think about what you actually want to ask him. The toughest part of investigation. Yeah, I was hoping... You sort of want to turn up and wait for all the information to appear in front of you. How much have you heard? I have no idea how on top of this people have been keeping you. How up to date there are. What have you heard? Look, the the police called me and they 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 told me that he was that he'd been killed. Mm. That the, the, they're investigating it as a murder. Is that? Do you think it is a murder? I mean, it would be pretty unlikely for it to not be at this stage. Yeah, I don't need to bore you or oh, please, gross don't, you don't, out don't, don't with gross the details. Me out with the details. I'm, I don't need to hear that. Yep. yep. It's, it's terrible. Dave, I've been working with Dave for I mean, years since we started this business together. I, mean, I knew him before that as well. It's, I, I've already forgotten. How long ago did you guys found Fracture? It was a few years. A few years, yes. It would have been, I think it's coming up to three years mm. in a few months. And did you say you knew each other before that as well? Y- yes, yes. We'd worked together, or not together, but on projects similarly. I He used to work at a company called uh, Gunpoint. Of course. I would occasionally, uh, I, I was, I, I did a lot of administration for them. It was all contract based. I wasn't technically an employee, um, sure. but we became friends and, and when he when he wanted to to leave and create something new he he showed me what he had and i was so impressed with with the work he'd done and the, and, the, and the things he had and and he needed someone who knew the business side of everything and so i i i helped out and look it's worked for us that i mean shattered worlds has been fantastic it's it's just keeping track of that and growing that has been yeah as far as the business side of things go is it very comfortable uh, in terms of the the business side, yes, yes, every, everything is. You've got a few employees going here. Yeah? Yes, like look, it's not a huge company, but proper you know, setup. We have the, our employees here, and we have designers and everybody keeping the games going out. People updating and sure, sure. It and so far, you've basically been putting all your focus into Shattered Worlds for most of this time, right? It's been the big thing. There have been a couple of smaller ones since then, was there? <sighs> Yes, there he he seems. You can see a little bit of consternation <laughs> across his brow. Yes, yes, Shattered Worlds has been the big hit. Nothing else seems to have stuck in quite the same way. Yeah, yeah, that feels like it's pretty normal. Uh, every time you put out a new one, is that a pretty substantial risk to the company in any way, or does it feel like? You know, Shattered Worlds carries you enough that you can take some risks without them actually being risky. Look, we have the space to take risks. Mm. We, we obviously, we want something else. We're not, look, I, I, I'm a realist in this situation. Want to coast. I know that Shattered Worlds can only take us so far. Mm. We need another 
hit. I mean, look, there's always the possibility for big rewards with something new, but none of them have had the same flavor, the mm. same, you know, and, and look, it's, it's hard, you know, to, to get these things out. Sometimes you get them out and you don't, and you know they're not going to go phenomenally, I Did suppose. Did Dave know that as well, or was it just your business sense? Well, you know, they've all been Dave's projects. They've all been his, his so I'm, 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 I would assume he didn't know what was going to be successful and what was not going to be, or he wouldn't have brought in things that weren't going to be successful. Sometimes they get a feel for these things before they actually release them. Yeah, maybe. Look, look, they all came out... Did you ever see The Flash? No, no. <laughs> In this universe, Batgirl came out and The Flash was cancelled. Uh, but pretty soon into the future, you were going to be trying again with another new project, I hear? Oh, yes. This, um, Fangs and Fortune? Yes. Look, I heard... I, I, look, I've seen, I've seen this, the, this, the video... They didn't, they didn't, they told me not to, they said it might be distressing, but I, I mean, I, I was curious and I watched and yes, Fangs and Fortune. Look, I, as, as his business partner, I, I have to say Dave was slightly premature in announcing the game. It's, it's not anywhere. I'm, I'm surprised he was mentioning it so early, but mm -hmm. he gets excited. He got excited about things. Sorry. Um. Look, it's still in early stages. It's in, well, early stages for us mean something different than I'm sure. other places. Uh, Dave's develop, development strategy, his development schedule is a little bit different. It's been it's tough to work with sometimes. I can imagine so, especially these days when games don't just have one release, especially when they're on the smaller company side. You've got your proto-alpha release, your proto-alpha part two release. Well, I mean, you say that. For us, it's, it's quite the opposite. Yeah? Every other studio now is, is releasing these unfinished games and adding and adding. Sometimes I wish we could be there. Maybe we'd be able to refine them more at the beginning of their life cycle. Oh. Dave, look, Dave is a, when it comes to, to game coding, uh, he's, he's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But he'll come in with a with an with a ninety percent finished project before before he even shows it to anyone else. He'll be he'll say, "Here it is." Suddenly, and he brings us a game that's well brings him the rest of the development team. He brings in a game that's, I mean, mostly finished, ninety percent done. Huh. And then the team here is working out bugs, changing a few things. But it's at this point where he suddenly has all these new ideas, all these design ideas. He wants to change the way it looks. He wants to change the way it plays. He wants to change the feel of the game. And he's always right. Hmm. Sometimes, but I, look, because he doesn't ask for anyone else's help in that early stage, sometimes he brings stuff in that is fundamentally flawed. And he can add as much change at this last stage as he wants. He can try and refine it as much as he wants with the team. But... With Shattered Worlds, that's what he, sh you know, I remember him showing me. He showed me the game, 90% done, and he told me all the things he wanted to do to it. And it was then that we made Fracture. We got a team together to make those changes. And it was, a, it was I mean, you've played it, have you? Or you've I've at least seen it. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It's a masterpiece. So I hear. Other games, he brings them in. There's flaws that we just can't iron out. He adds the, the, the charm. He adds this this... 
Dave refinement. I just don't know why he doesn't do it from the start. It'd save us a lot of development headaches. If we were releasing alpha builds and beta builds, we might be able to test these things from the beginning. I look, I, I don't... Sorry, this is a personal frustration. It's maybe a little inside baseball. Look, and so Fangs and Fortune was... I mean, that's where we were with it. He brought it in and look, I know games. I've worked with games for a long time. People don't recognize that about me. People, you never see an article talking about Luke Holloman and his new game, but that's beside the point. I know games. I've worked in this field for a long time. I am as much a designer as Dave. And Fangs and Fortune has promise. It's, it has that Shattered Worlds flavor. And we're only now at the stage of him refining and cleaning and adding the changes he wants to add. He, he's just brought it in, effectively. It, it sort of feels like I'm getting the similar, just as a weird metaphor, what I am getting as an image is an art curator going to a school art exhibit where seven-year-olds have put forward these art things. They put their paintings on the walls and this art curator has to somehow decide which of these children, which of these artworks obviously there are seven-year-old artwork, you can't get around that, but there is something in just one of them that is going to make you say, hey, that one should get a scholarship for their art in the future, <laughs> they will get there. Uh, it sort of feels like that is weirdly the vibe I am getting from these works that you can see when you are shown what currently exists, you can see that there is something there, but it's a seven-year-old right now. Maybe yes. not to that extent, obviously, but... That's my vibe. A little bit. Look, he... It, it works for him. He goes off... You need, he just needs a good art coach, and it happens that he is his own good art coach. He is his coach. own art coach. I don't know what happens, but look, he'll go on a sort of a development retreat, he calls it. Yes. Where he basically, we don't see him for a little while. He comes back and he has... He's done a thing. A, 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 this, one of these games, 90% done, mm -hmm. and then refines it yep. with all of us. Look, I suppose Fangs and Fortune, you know, he mentioned he was you know, going on one of these retreats uh, at, his, at his party just a couple weeks ago and came back with this just recently. Have you been under the impression that he might have potentially a bipolar-like disorder of manic episodes going away, getting 90% of the work done, and then stopping? I mean, if so, this be is known. the only place that Let it, it be shows. known. This is conversational. I do not believe this. I want to know what impression it's giving off, though. Oh, look, it, maybe that explains it. Look, it, I've, I've never seen that in anything else he does in his life. He's... Apparently, that's a weird thing. Again, we're off art, we're now onto composing, that historically there are a lot of composers, when you track their lifetimes and their production of pieces, you can see in those timelines periods of their life where over a couple of months they did heaps and heaps of work and then for the next year produced nothing. And then suddenly, heaps and heaps of work, and then nothing. It's fascinating. Mm. Well, it's like people listening to solve this murder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like our audience sitting there at home waiting and waiting for the next one of these mysteries to come out. Uh, good, that's how you get remembered in 300 years. <laughs> cool. This is very interesting stuff. Now, it sounds like you have indeed seen the bones of Fangs and Fortune as it is right now. Mm. Or the bones and flesh, and maybe even a little bit of the skin, if you're saying 90%. Maybe, maybe even the fangs. <laughs> hey, you got me. Uh, I was too busy sitting there worrying about, how many body parts should I say to this guy who's trying not to visualize a dead body? Don't worry. Now that he's talking about work, he seems like he's picked up oh, a good, little. It helps, good. Him, it's, it's, it helps him deal with the grief. 
How much have I seen? Was that the end of the question? I interrupted <laughs> by saying thanks. Um, look, I've it's I've seen a lot in. Uh, what does he give you when he's showing you the work? Is it just like here's a USB? Take a look at this code. Look, some of it is looking through the code, but some of it is playing these sort of almost alpha versions oh, of the I game. Oh, I see. I they, see. They, they come in playable, really. Does like, he does he do art things or anything? Yes. Scrapbooks and all oh, that. This is well, once he brings it in. That's that's all he does. He brings in all the art, the design, changes a lot of how the oh, I how see. it lays Those are out. The bits he changes. He changes it so it goes from a game that is solid into a game that is. It's that it's that last ten percent becomes ninety percent of the mm. of the of the feel, making the the music match the 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 rhythm of the gameplay, making it just looks. Look perfect. The games are already there. They're already playable. They well, exist. Yeah, you it's... say that. What is it exactly? What is the essence of the game that doesn't change? That is definitely there from the start and doesn't get lost. Um, it's Fangs and Fortune reminds me of that first build he showed me of of Shattered Worlds. Mm. It's got that you. If you know games, it's fantastic. It plays so well and so precisely. The movement is locked in. The mm. The, the mechanisms, the, all the, the maths behind the scenes, the way things are calculated to make them seem, for the player, like they just appear. But for a game designer, you can see how much effort has gone into it. The design work is all there. And it's the first time since Shattered Worlds that I've seen that from, from Dave. He's really, he's hit it again with, with Fangs and Fortune. He really has. But if you're not into games and you try and play it, it's missing something. It's missing the cohesive... Art. It's missing something that if you streamed it, people wouldn't care. And so you might that's... enjoy playing it, but that, but that image, that 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 cohesiveness, that design element, the art of it. And that's the last thing that he adds on. That's when he brings it into to everyone else. That's what we all work on together. It right. turns it into something that is functionally brilliant. But the base coding is all the base he, coding that's is all the same. Done. That's all done. He, he doesn't touch that. He doesn't really deal with the code once he's here with. Working with other oh, people. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But yes, it's it, and uh, and to be honest, I was excited when he brought it in. It's it really it's the first time I've seen something like that since since Shattered World. And he took that from Shattered World and he turned it into what it was—a game that is not just solid to to play, but pure enjoyable art. So, what was he planning on showing to people? What was his sneak preview that he wanted to give? Oh, I'm sure it was a. A, a, Just one of the more refined, perfect segments look, that didn't I don't really think there's need that extra. Ready to show, ah. but I think for, to tell people about. Maybe he had concept art or mm. or something he wanted. He wanted to describe the game. Just tell he people. He did about like it. an Elder Scroll Six where he just put the title over a fancy a background. Fangs and fortune, and he would say, "You can do this. You can do that." But he's no Peter Molyneux. You can uh, do yeah, all the that, things. That's all my brain was doing. <laughs> Interesting. Quite frankly, I don't know what else to ask this person. I thought I was going to need to go into some weird fancy business things and I might still be able to because he did know him back like when he worked at Gunpoint to an extent. So I might be able to find out a little bit more about Gunpoint games from him. I could find that from this Emily person. That might be a better idea. But I also feel like he has just given me what... I need already. I find this quite interesting. 
just to be clear, this has been the same pattern for all of these games, not just Shattered Worlds in this one? Was it the same for the middle ones? Yes, yes, it's been the same for all of them. The other ones have not... I haven't seen this kind of quality. Mm. I don't know, maybe he'd... But it's good... <laughs> just as we get the old Dave back, we, we lose him, I suppose. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen to Fracture, and I really need to start working out what, what our plans are. And It's a fair point. I mean, I'm sure that all of these skilled people here will be very much wanted from other companies if it comes to that. Oh, but I'm also does. sure that with reputation and, honestly, the promise of a new game to work on, you could probably grab some talented people up as well. Yes, though, I mean, look, with my experience, we got, I got lucky with Dave. Designers are... On the whole, very strange group. <laughs> Tell sort of, me more. Oh, look, I don't want to talk about the, the details, but I had been talking, making some plans with, with another designer recently. I, look, maybe this is not appropriate to talk about, but look, it's not going to go anywhere anyway. So Sure. Maybe. I just, you know, sometimes I want to be involved in projects where there's, where I can be a little more involved. Dave, Dave is, is fantastic, but he is a little... But that's an unusual timeline to he, expect everyone to work exactly, on. Exactly. And I feel like I'm just doing what he tells me. And look, technically it is not outside of the contracts of my company for me to develop my own mm. work. So I was talking to another designer to bring them in to work on this. And, and look, they all, they seemed lovely, had a lovely discussion. We had an interesting lunch. They went home. The next morning I had an email berating me about how terrible and duplicitous and evil I am. And no explanation, just general bile. Mm. I don't know what, I, maybe I, maybe I, because I, we split the bill for the lunch. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I said something I didn't notice. Maybe they went home and they just, something, I don't, look, I don't know, but. Did you give them any, like, work, like prototypes to look at or anything? No, we talked. We had a discussion. We, 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 we talked about the possibility of designing a game together, of working on these things, and then they went home and I thought it had gone great. I hmm. thought maybe this would be something new. I didn't know how I was going to break it to Dave that I had a project like this for myself lined up. Yeah. But Now, you were being the tiniest bit secretive to, to Dave about this. Were you also... Trying to completely separate yourself when you talked to this person? Did they know who you were and that you worked with Dave and all look, of that? I didn't want to tell Dave. Yeah. Just because I... Look, he has a history with this person and I thought, I don't want to make him... I don't want him to think I'm, I'm trying to replace him or anything like that, which was not at all my, the case. Mm -hmm. He did find out before I left sure. to go on to... But he seemed to take it okay. When I told him I was going to be at lunch with this person, he... He said he talked, told me to, that it was all right to take the day, and and, and so I went off to to the lunch. And it, look, he seemed he was better with it than I thought. Mm -hmm. They knew. I mean, look, it's hard. Not I know people don't know who I am, but at least in the in the world of designers, when I give my card and it says I'm CFO of Fracture, mm. they know who I am. So I'm sure they knew that I had worked with Dave. But I think okay. the fact, I think maybe they enjoyed a little bit that I was. They felt like it was happening behind his back a little bit. Mm. But, so maybe it was that, but you think they'd berate me in person when they met me if that was their problem. That's true. That's curious. Look, look, it's, 
Sorry, I shouldn't bring these things up. It's fresh. It all it all happened, you know, just just a couple, just a week or two ago. Understood. Do you do much to keep track of your company's or yours or Dave's like, reputation in the gaming world? Generally, when the press, when we have things to say for the press, interviews, Dave gets all the press. Sure, sure. Um, he seemed like uh, look, that type from what I've seen of him on camera. Doesn't mean he also gets some of the weirdos, which, you know, I'm, I'm not. Right, right. And I, I'm glad I don't have to deal. Well, I do still sometimes have to deal with that. <laughs> sometimes he gives them my number and I have to. Oh, fabulous. Fend off the calls over and over again. <laughs> but no, look, I, I, I don't deal with the media too much. I, I work on making sure the products that we put out are strong. Sometimes I'll write statements for media releases. Sometimes I will manage uh, customer complaints and things like that. But I don't generally have to go out and, and, and well, I don't generally go and talk with the press. Mm. Even that, like... um. Between your company, between Fracture and other businesses, what are your intercompanial relationships like? Oh, look. I don't know how much drama is in the industry. Oh, there's so much drama in the industry. Look, people don't understand that you can't copyright ideas. This is the biggest problem with game designers. <laughs> so the number of times people have tried to say... Oh, look, I've also developed a game that has the same structure. Of course yes. you have. It's the zeitgeist. It's where we all are. As it's, it's, you watch movies, I'm, I'm assuming. Of course. It's not unreasonable, not unusual, for a movie to come out and then months, a month later, a movie with almost the same... Remember No Strings Attached oh, and Friends boy, with Oh, boy, do I. In gaming, this happens all the time. The Illusionist and the Prestige. The Illusionist and the Prestige. We get the same thing. People have the same ideas, right? Dave draws from the same creative cultural well as everybody else who's designing games. Yeah. So, look, I don't think we've had a release yet where someone hasn't tried to sue us saying, oh, that's my game. Look, you've stolen my... Yeah. That's just... That's the industry. Mm. I have to deal with these things. Luckily, it's very hard to prove these sorts of things. And no one really wants to go all the way to court with them anyway. And, and most of the people doing these are... Big companies know not to do this. Indie designers will come out and say, oh, you know... Naturally. So I do have to deal with that sometimes, but mm. not too often. That's and generally, why companies get lawyers. Well, exactly. And look, I, we have a very small... We don't have a legal team on staff. We, have, we hire legal representation. Sure. And so I end up dealing with a lot more of that than I possibly would if we were a bigger company. But... I'm not complaining. That's that's my job. Yes. That's the job of me, Luke Holloway, in case people have forgotten my name <laughs> listening at home. I don't think I got my... And that's also not my name. It's Luke Holloman. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's my name, Luke Holloman. Uh, so, I'm, I'm going to leave, I think. Thanks, Luke. Done with you. You've been a big help. Oh, bye. Goodbye. That's how this goes, sorry. You leave the building, yep. his, his assistant and his assistant's assistant and the 10 staff members and the four HR people I take a winding... and the 15 concierges and maid of D's all escort you from the building. And I take a winding route home just in case I'm being followed. <laughs> okay, it's that kind of a mystery. <laughs> you never know. You I just, never know. I just wanted to walk the streets ponderously for a while. You ponder, make you ponder sure. across the streets. Any word on any of my previous things thus far? Like, yeah, I had a fingerprint investigation that's probably still going. I also was asking Nicole if she could get some notes from the chat, things like that. All of those things, still waiting on them. I think you could, at the end of this day slash episode, mm. um, you could probably get some of the, the chat information from, from yeah? Nicole. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, in that case, just going over what I have learned, even before that final question. So... 
what I'm being told from Luke about Dave. He goes through some sort of manic design phases where he goes off for a while, a couple of days at a time, a couple of weeks at a time. Yep. He goes off on creative retreats, as you do. And then he comes back with a semi-finished product and goes, I got the bones here. Now, fix them in these ways that I have great ideas for, but fix them. Yes, which is an odd schedule. Of course it is. It's not that odd if they're not his. If going on a creative retreat is going and checking out everyone else's cool creative work and then coming back and saying, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the art curator. I'm not the seven-year-old. Ah. I can recognize talent, but it was done by a seven-year-old. I've now got to teach him to fix it. Okay, but so... instead, just swiping the artwork and kicking <laughs> yeah, a seven-year-old out. Artwork. Stealing art from seven-year-olds. <laughs> That's what Dave seems to be giving off the impression of. And it certainly fits with a few of these other things. It fits with the weird scheduling. It fits with the fact that all of his super cool bones coding is done in that mysterious vanished phase and then he doesn't really get much of that done when he's back with the company he doesn't have a whole lot of early drafting sorts of things to show off uh just all of these late stage ideas very good at all of the fancy art and that sort of thing all of the late stage stuff only and of course it fits with the idea of people complaining and suggesting idea theft Mm. especially if it's a little bit more than just idea theft and was actually straight up coding theft oh boy you'd need to go through that code very carefully to find any weird notes because that's how they do it it's like uh paper towns on maps coders coders like hiding little notes themselves because there are plenty of things that you can write in code that don't get expressed and that are just fun notes to yourself and things like that so boy you gotta be careful to go through all of that and make sure that you didn't leave any behind could be worth looking into or he could have actually just taken other people's ideas for code and rewrote it in his own way with their ideas. I don't know how feasible that is because code is quite big from what I understand <laughs> of it. That would be a lot of memorizing. If there's anything do. I know about code, it's quite big. But it would also make him harder to sue if there was absolutely no just word for word quirkiness going on in there. I'm wording this very that's eloquently. Fine. So that's the impression I've got so far. And. I assume that if I check out Gunpoint Games or perhaps a couple of other more indie developers in the area, if I do a bit of digging there, I will find some people not so happy with Dave. I'm curious about this person that Luke interviewed. I didn't ask for their name. Mm. Nah, not that interested. I'll learn it eventually or I'll do the Poirot thing where you just say, I, by the end, ah, it was this person with this name, right? <laughs> sure. I don't have to actually ask. That's what I'm going for. But that was a very curious one. I was trying to figure out what could have changed between the interview and later that night, wasn't it? Or the next morning or whatever. Uh, they, yeah, it was like late that night or the yeah, next morning. That they suddenly decided to go berate and angry about it. So that's a curious one. I'm in two minds. Either something did change, which I couldn't quite figure out from my questions to Luke. Mm. They found out some new information. That's why I was trying to ask, would whoever he was interviewing with have known about his relationship with Dave? Like if that had come across as a surprise. Yeah, it sounds like it would, which is if it had been a surprise to them, then that could have explained it. But clearly, no. If Luke had said, oh, here, take a look at some of our work. And this designer had gone home, looked at it and went, oh, my God, I know exactly who made this work. And it wasn't Dave. That would have also explained it. But that didn't happen. It didn't happen. So 
either there is something there that I'm not spotting, or it just straight up wasn't that person. And it was, say, Dave, who took the whole news about interviewing with someone else surprisingly chilly. And he's a tech person. He can get into someone else's email and or, or fake an email address. It feels like there would be plenty of ways to follow up and ask questions to that person on Luke's behalf, but who knows. But yeah, something curious there mm. that I haven't quite got. That was only one to two weeks ago. Still potentially very relevant. It does feel like I need to find this Emily person who is on not such great terms with Dave or wasn't last time they were aware of each other. Feels like that's where I'm going to get some of the real dirt on Dave as an ethical or not so ethical designer developer. Hmm. So all of that interviewee stuff happened like one to two weeks ago. One to two weeks ago, that feels like that coincides with some of the other stuff. I don't know how much of the fangs and fortune specifically that matched up with, but that did, I see, have that that is when one of Dave's retreats was happening, or at least when he mentioned it. Where did he say that he was mentioning that again? Um... He announced it at like a party or whatever. Yes. Oh no, I should have asked what this party was. <laughs> That's okay. I, I'll head back to the office when I've got another 45 minutes to go through all those people again. Perfect. I think that's all the thought congealing I've got right now. <laughs> Wonderful. My character needs some sleep. But if I can go home and see if I've been given any updates from any of my employees. Yes. So you were looking for fingerprint data and all this other stuff. I'd maybe the labs shoe print. Cross I think country. you found a shoe had crushed glass outside that window, <laughs> um, but none of that has come back. Yeah, I don't know why I even mention it. <laughs> but you did ask Nicole for some chat logs I and did. history. Oh, please! And Nicole has basically sent you a big old series of like text files that are just like, uh, "Hey, here are printouts of um, the chats from the last." dozen or so streams that we've oh, done damn. today. Okay. You should be able to find all of those videos as well if you ever need to. They're all live on my uh, YouTube archive page. You can go to <laughs> Verge Plays underscore archive on, <laughs> on, on YouTube. Excellent. And so you, you get these big, these big like text files, each one around an individual stream with Dave, most of them playing Shattered Worlds. In fact, all of them playing Shattered Worlds. There's general patterns. You can start to see even without watching the video some of the structure, right? At the start, you see a lot of the chat seems semi-one-sided because they must be having a conversation with Verge, with Nicole. You know, okay. it's a, oh, yeah, good point. Man, yeah. Right, like so as, Helen... if, as if Verge is sort of just putting questions out there. Yeah, they're just, she's obviously she's doing half the conversation as people are interacting. Yep. Um, as the gameplay progresses, the chat starts to talk more with itself. And there are references. that Most of the first ones start... Uh, there's an implication there's like some kind of conversation going on before the stream starts. It looks like a lot of the streams start with uh, Nicole, Dave, and Josh already sort of mid-video call because people, are, there's often a bit of like a, oh, you guys are laughing. What do we miss? What do we miss? Oh, and okay. Right, these sorts of things. And there's not too much talk there. Uh, a lot of those early conversations seem to stray a lot into like crypto talk as well. Um, <laughs> And you you gathered, I think, from Verge the first time as well that Dave is a bit of a had some money in crypto, and that seems to pop up a bit in early conversations. Hmm. 
as it continues on, they start talking more amongst themselves about the gameplay as, as Nicole is busy playing the game and doesn't interact with her chat as much. But you do immediately start to see some of the things she was talking about. The two big ones being, you see a lot of comments that are just hateful, but in a very odd way, an almost childlike hatefulness. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of like, hey, why are you playing with this kind of poop head? A lot of this sort of stuff. Hmm. And you notice that it is, it comes in, in blocks where for a while those types of childish insults hurled at Dave will appear under a particular username. Sure. Right? I won't say which because it doesn't really matter because you notice that at a, at a certain point you see a notification that user has been blocked. And then on the next stream, the same noticeable childlike insults appear again under a different username. Clearly someone who knows enough about the tech of Twitch to get around bands in ways that usually you're not meant to get around those bands. Yeah. And they see it and you see similar sort of flavoured comments. They appear on pretty much every one of these Dave streams. And so you can see how they were noticeable even though the user was changing because the choice of language is a little bit odd. But the changing usernames mean you don't get anything noticeable. Absolutely. It's not like they're going to be calling themselves uh, Tony Smith 1, Tony Smith 2. Yes, yeah, exactly, right? Sorry, Tony. This is Luke Holloman. <laughs> this is also Luke Holloman. I am Verge. Uh, that sort of stuff. Nothing mm. there. Um, and you do also see the other element of this chat that, that Nicole mentioned, which is the use of Righteous Lemon mm. and their odd comments. And each comment in and of itself is kind of weird. Not weird in an insulting way, not weird in anything definable, just it almost feels like you're missing some kind of context on the stuff that they say. Yeah. So you see one that says, can you hear me? Yeah, that I was the one I mentioned last one. time, right? Or that was weird, almost like an echo. Mm. Or, whoa, don't jump. Strange things like this. Hmm. But you start to find more of a pattern. One of them you see is, hey, I could bring a drink up. <laughs> One of them is, whoa, that was so loud, I could hear it through the window. Mm. Once you start looking for it, you see more and more things. Hey, can I play? Or at least, can I watch over your shoulder? And you notice that you can go over to the videos, and a lot of these things, the whoa, don't jump, matches a moment in the stream where, do you know what's going to match? I was going to ask, who does it feel like it's directed at? Is it a Dave? Dave is jumping. Yeah. Some of the ones of, whoa, I could hear that like an echo, is happening when Dave is yelling really mm. loud. He gets too into the game. And so you start to piece together that a lot of these seem like, I don't know, what do they seem like to you? They seem like he's got a secret roommate or a not-so-secret roommate or neighbour or thereabouts that is paying creepily close attention and, like, sits outside his window or in the background or in the kitchen somewhere very close by watching and typing along. Mm. So it might be that you might be able to find this righteous lemon. It's not impossible. Now, how to trick them into revealing their identity. What's interesting me more besides this righteous lemon? Like, that is terrifying. And... <laughs> Yep. I'm definitely going to be going into that. Is this blocks of childish insults from this mm. other person and why they are doing that? 
in my experience, that is unlikely to mean that they are an actual child, whoever they are, because children like to show off their big boy vocabularies <laughs> when it comes to their insults. BBVs, yep. And so I don't know what several thoughts there are. The first one that comes into my head is that whatever they're using, they are trying to avoid some sort of filter. And I could say, hey, does just the stream have a profanity block? There is profanity seems everywhere on this stream. Half the comments are the most disgusting things you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. The rudest words you can imagine. Yep. So, the F word, the S word, the W word, <laughs> the T word, the B word, the G word. It's going to get bad. I don't know what okay. any of these are. Yep. I don't, I've never sworn in my life. And so if it were then some kind of block or filter going on, where would that be? Like someone who has a child filter but is not themselves a child. <laughs> Very curious. So that will be something to keep in mind. I don't know the reason for it yet, but I'm hoping that when it shows up, I will recognize it for <laughs> what it is. Sure. It feels like, man, I thought I was going to go searching for some gunpoint games information and find Emily Shade for the dirt, but oh, now it feels like I've got to do some house-style exploration of the building again. I've got to go back to Luke's building, and I can't just go around asking people, are you the lemon? I've got to... <laughs> you could. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got to go check out some car number plates. I would like to... Uh... For everyone at home, when Danny says house-style investigation, she doesn't mean she's going to investigate the apartment like it's a house. Oh, God, But no. she's going to investigate like House MD. Yeah, exactly. From the TV show, House MD. Which is just called house here and in many places. The MD is not part of... It's a weird thing. So is that <laughs> like your... It was just for search, for, um, search engines I that they so. added the MD to the end. So is that your plan? A bit of house searching of the apartment building? Yep. I'm going to go do that. I feel uncomfortable with going around talking to random neighbours, so I'm just going to do it all sneaky style. All right. I think that'll be where I start next time, right? dead of night. Exactly. You get in your car. I finally get some sleep. And you drive to the apartment. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of the Consume This Media network. To find out more about all of our shows, you can head to consumethismedia.com. A special thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from the podcast Advanced Sagebrush and Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thanks to all of you for listening.